Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. So today we're going to be sitting down with Tej Singh, who's a property investor, speaker, and podcaster. Tej is going to be shedding some light on how you should inspire yourself and why he loves Italy so much. Enjoy. So look, Tej, thank you very much for taking time out today to come join us and and have a conversation, in-depth conversation. To kick things off, what would you say is the best advice that you've ever been given in your career to date? You know what, this is a really tricky question and like when I saw it beforehand and when I see it, Tim Ferriss like asks mm. this a lot, I like my mind goes blank mm. because I've been given so much advice over so many years mm. that I can't pick just one. Actually, something just came to mind. I think it was Seneca, the Stoic philosopher said, if it is not true, don't say it. If it is not right, don't do it. Or the opposite, which is if it's true, say it. If it's right, do it. I think that's probably the best advice because it underpins everything. Okay. It underpins your like business relationships, your business, your your accounts, your your tax, your relationship with your mum, with your partner, with whoever. I think that is probably the best advice I've been. I mean, he's you know hundreds of years old, mm. uh, but that's probably the piece of advice that I think for me, I hopefully dictates how I live life. I think it's easy for me to be like, yeah, the best piece of advice I've been given is never look back and, and something like that. <laughs> and like a quote on a nice little meme on Instagram, but that's probably the best piece. It's simple, right? Just do the right thing and say the right, say, say the truth. But you know, I like that because sometimes the best things are simple and they are very straightforward. They're not overcomplicated. So, you know, I quite like that as a, as a you know, piece of advice to underpin what you do. Mm. Um, and, you know, following on from that, you know, I want to ask you about who you would say inspires you either in the past or even present, whether they're alive or not, who would you say generally is an inspirational figure for you? Again, this is a question that is such a good question, but I always struggle with this. I think my answer has two parts. So firstly, I'll do the kind of normal one. There's not many celebrities or influencers who, who inspire me. A few of my podcast guests definitely inspire me. I think out of the people that like people will know, Tim Ferriss yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. I think the way he just hacks life, like he just learns a language in a week, or he just learns how to do something, or he, he's just so like, life's for the living, I'm gonna live it and just mm. do what I like, which is pretty cool. I think his books are incredible. Uh, so Tim Ferriss, <laughs> I mean, I guess like the Stoic philosophers, you know, back in like the ancient Roman and Greek times, they inspire me in terms of their philosophy, which I mentioned before. Mm. But like the real inspiration for me, like when I get up, when I'm working, when things are tough, I don't imagine, I don't know, Orlando Bloom and be like, I want to be like him or I want to have the impact he's had. I kind of just think, who is Tej in five years? Who is Tej in 10 years? And that inspires me. Like seeing the person and the, I'm not materialistic, but seeing the lifestyle I will have and the people I'm able to help in 10 years, I'm like, I'm inspired by that dude. How do I get myself closer to that dude? Like that is probably, not in an arrogant way, but just in a like, I'm only competing with myself. I mean, that's an incredible answer. I mean, that's definitely not arrogant. That's for me, that's self-confidence because you're effectively saying that your future self 
inspires you. And you know, sometimes we should be our own biggest critic, yeah. our own worst critic, however you want to word it. And I think who better to inspire you than your future self? I think that's a, I think that's a great way of, doing, of thinking about things and you know, analyzing who you want to become. Mm. So I think that's, I've got no qualms with that whatsoever. You know? I'm just <laughs> Fair thinking enough. Now. now, look, I'm looking at your brand and what you've created so far, and I've got to say it's hugely impressive. Thank you. Now with Tesh Talks and, and when you set out designing and creating the brand, what was the marketing strategy? Because you've got a very distinctive brand, it's very eye-catching. What were your thoughts? Talk, talk to me about what the process was. So, I'll be honest, there wasn't much uh, thought that was backed by motive. Mm. It was just like, right, what color do I look good in? Was, <laughs> was the first thing I was like, this brings out my skin tone. Yeah. I was like, cool, this is a big tick. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what color would stand out against, I mean, for example, if you look in a room like at a networking event, yeah. or you just look at society out there, yeah. greys, blacks, nothing wrong with this, but mm. everyone wears sort of a kind of a I, shape. You say that, I'm slowly yeah, hiding what I'm wearing now because you literally said it two colours that I wear, but that's okay, I'm, I was I'm just not thinking, offended. But, you know, the majority of people wear these colours and there's nothing yeah, wrong with it, right? right like they yeah. look good, yeah. they're stylish when you do them right, like they're mm. great. But I just thought, if I want to make my life a little bit easier, yeah. I should maybe stand out a little bit. If you look at your podcast app, and I actually did this by accident, I was just looking at my own podcast, and I was like, oh, that yellow one stands out. And I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah. And I didn't even, like, I just was like, that stands out. What is that compared to 50 others on, on like iTunes? Mm. So the first thing was what stands out and kind of what looks good on me. I think secondly was something that shows my personality. So like, I think, I think so colors have a psychology, mm. you know, like blue is kind of maybe colder, but also more trustworthy. Green is like the earth and new beginnings. Yellow is kind of optimism and mm. like vibrancy and I guess youthfulness. Yeah. And I thought, mm, that kind of hopefully I think sums me up. So I thought, okay, this sums me up. This sums up the kind of vibe I'm going for. Like I could have done a sexy deep blue, like kind of what you're sitting behind and what we're sitting mm, on mm, mm. to be super bougie. Like if I was a Mayfair property developer, it'd be these chairs <laughs> all day long, all day. I promise you. Yeah. But that's not me. Mm. So that's why I chose yellow. I think, you know, the, the, that was the only strategy I put in, really. Other than that, it was like, I like yellow, it's a bit different. Um, it'll maybe make my life easier mm -hmm. in terms of like getting the brand and stuff out there because it's so like, whoa, who wears yellow? Like who, it's such a bold color to wear and to just be. How many brands are yellow? I can think of like, a couple. There's not many. Savills, I know. I mean, yeah. to be fair, don't, well, that's what yeah, they do. shouts yeah. them out. But they're, they're, the, they're the only sort of iconic brand that springs to mind. When there I think are some yellow. others, but they're not. I mean, yeah. they are iconic, but they're not healthy. So I'm going to just, I'm, they're yeah, probably yeah. giving it away right now, but I'm going to ignore them. Um, but it's like, you don't find property companies or mm. banks, yeah, even, even challenger banks, yeah. they're not yellow. So yeah. there was a bit of thought, but I think I'm more focused on what can I deliver behind the yellow, the yellow and what, right. what is the value I can give behind, right. which is a lot more important. So was it like when you were at nursery, you were known for wearing yellow and that was your favorite color? It was no. actually, this is eye-catching. This is gonna make me stand out. Let's yep. run with this. Yeah, I think when I was young, orange was my favorite color. We actually yeah. painted our front door orange of our okay. house from one of my birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Not a million um, miles apart. Not, not too far right. apart, right? Still yeah. a bright kind of color, but mm. I don't know what made me not choose orange. Uh, yeah, I don't know what made me not choose orange, but I've always been into bright colors and 
things that are vibrant. Mm. I've always kind of like, I, I dance or I, I used to dance a dance mm. called Bhangra dancing, okay. which the outfits are super colorful yeah. and it's high yeah. energy. And I think it just all now I'm speaking to you, it kind of, I'm like, it's yeah, this all adds up. It's like, very obvious for you, Ted. Yeah, but you know what, for whatever reason, it worked and it, it's, it's definitely successful. I mean, what, you're, what you've done so far in your career today is, is super impressive in Thank building you. up this brand. I've seen the social media following and you know the feedback has been very impressive. So I suppose what I wanted to also ask you was about how you've gone about building a brand where you're helping, effectively you're helping other people, you're educating, you're coaching, you're encouraging people to get into the property industry and you're trying to facilitate the process. How did you go about, how did you start this? Did someone help you? Did someone set you, sit you down and say, right, this is how the property industry works? No. I think so. Obviously, there's property courses out there. Everyone mm. kind of knows about them and knows about the reputation and mm. the good and the bad. And you can do that. You can get that knowledge in a weekend, you know, pay a couple grand, done. Mm. I did it the hard way and what I call like a Nando's budget. Mm. Shout out to Nando's. Don't want to give me a black card <laughs> after this. They can. Um, so, a property course costs £1,500 roughly. Yeah. An average Nando's is what, like? 11 pound, 10 pence? Uh, Not to be specific. It's been a while since but, I went, but yeah, roughly but around roughly, that, yeah. How many Nandos could you buy someone who's 10 steps ahead of you, who's mm. doing what you want to do, mm. have an hour with them and say, look, I'll buy you dinner, just, just give me an hour of your time. Yeah. How, many, how much knowledge, how many relationships, how many people would then expand your network by doing that mm. as opposed to a course? Yes, it takes longer, but that's what I did. Yeah. I just said, you know what? I'm going to network. I'm gonna to go to events, I'm gonna buy people whatever, I'm gonna get their time, pick their brains, read books, listen to podcasts first. That then educated me, but I guess technically, I started the podcast five or six months before I had my first property. Oh, right, So okay. So, a lot of people then say, but why would someone listen to you when you haven't done anything? And what it was, and this is a tip for anyone, is no matter what stage you're at in life or in an industry, you still have value to add. Mm. And my value was getting people who experienced, putting them on camera, putting them on, on audio, and showing them to the world. Mm. And, you know, like creating a platform, right? Yeah. Like, like what you were doing. It's, it's, it's very similar, it's, it's absolutely. The, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. You know, you and me don't need to be, and to put bluntly, we don't even need to know about the industry. No, no, you're right, you're right. We can still build a platform. Yeah. So, for me it was, you know, that six months of building a platform and every podcast I did was education to me. Yeah. It was free education. It, it, you know, you've hit the nail on the head because even this interview, I know three months time, I will go back and I will backtrack and listen to some of the words that you're giving. And I always learn from the interviews we have. And mm. it's one of my best, my best things to do on a Friday or even a Saturday afternoon is to look back at the interviews and say, oh, you know, that's interesting. I do, I definitely, you know, feed off the, the content that we're giving out to the, mm -hmm. the general public. So, so it benefits you, you and your absolutely. audience, right? Absolutely. So yeah, that's how I kind of started. I saw the education that was being provided at the time. Mm. I wasn't overly impressed or happy with it. And I thought, surely I can give people something for free, yeah. which I didn't have at the time or couldn't find anyway. And uh, I started interviewing people. I didn't really talk about myself until like four, four five months in. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? And maybe this was a mistake. People don't really want to hear about me. They want to hear about these experienced guys and girls who were killing it. Um, but there's always a way to start building a brand mm -hmm. and there's always a way to do it irrespective of experience. Because yeah. say if you're new to property, right? People always say, oh, but what do I post about? Because I haven't got a house. I haven't, I'm like, are you on right move? Yes. Yeah. Are you uh, viewing properties? Yes. Are you speaking? 
the list goes, or you get the yeah, point, yeah. right? And I'm like, yeah. so every single one of those is a post. Yeah. You go to networking true. events, that's a post. Absolutely. Like everything in life mm. is can be used to social media. So I think utilizing that principle, which I learned from, I actually don't know where I learned it. Well, that's the internet, maybe? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Like, so I was going to ask you, did you have a mentor or someone that said, this is the direction, just sort of tweaked your, your approach and how you did things? No, yeah. I think my mentor was, like the market, as they say, like my yeah. mentor was, oh, that post didn't get that much engagement right. or oh, got some bad feedback there. Let me So you're adapt. learning as you're going along. Yeah. Well, and that's always, so important because people always. always think there's a, you know, there's a secret magic formula of someone who's going to say, right, this is how it's done. This is the path. Come along. It's not always like that, is it? No, and I think it's easy to go and pay someone one nine nine seven for a course like that to change their life in six months, and it doesn't happen. Like, there's no silver bullet. Health, fitness, mental health, business, relate. There's no. You, you can hack stuff and you mm. can make stuff more efficient, but there's no silver bullet. Like, for example, with my brand, uh, and pretty much through my brand, I've raised four hundred forty thousand pounds in private investor finance in three and a half months, but. It's taken me 12 months, right? Because it's taken 12 months of every day, posting, 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 commenting, to then be able to raise almost half a million pounds in three and a half months. Mm. But people don't want to hear that. When I say that, they switch off. Their first bit, they're like, oh, great. And then they're just like, cool. I'm like, no, no, did you hear the most important part, which yeah. is it took 12 months of like BS to get yeah. to this point. Yeah. No, um, you know? I get that. I mean, I think you, you know, you're making a, a very, very valid point there about sort of posts and how you can build up your own personal brand and everyone's got a story to tell. Now, I saw on your LinkedIn, you know, your LinkedIn is great. The way you Thank sort of you. worded everything is very engaging, very easy to digest. Some people I see some very oh, boring so and very mundane <laughs> profiles. He's like, how am totally. I going to, dude, how am I going to buy into you as a person if I find your LinkedIn profile boring? But I found your LinkedIn profile very, very interesting. Um, one thing I thought was fascinating, you mentioned that you're learning to speak Spanish. See? Si. So, <laughs> so I'd be quite fascinated to know, I mean, give us, I mean, as an example, can you say, how would you sum up the, the UK property market in Spanish? Ooh, vale, just, okay, just for our okay. Spanish listeners. Uh, el mercado. El mercado. El, el mercado inmobile. Uh, let me start again. Yeah. El mercado. Yeah. The market, right? In, yeah, yeah. Inmobiliario del Reino Unido es complejo. I know the last word is complicated. So the UK housing market is complicated. Right. Pero yeah. no but es una excusa no para excuses. no hacer nada. Something to speak. We don't speak. Is how so to speak? It's, it means uh, the UK property market Very is complex. Good, uh, uh, accent, by the way. Thank I definitely you. genuinely felt I love languages. Spanish. That's, that's, that's um, very good. So the UK property market is very complex, mm. but it's no excuse not to do anything. I like that. I y like that. Tengo más. Uh, la debida diligencia es muy importante. Yeah. So due diligence is super important. Es número uno. Amen. Pero hay muchas oportunidades en este país. Yeah. However, there are many opportunities in this country. Fantastic. I think that is superb. Thank that you. Gracias. That is it. That's, I love I mean, languages. I love no, communicating. So can you speak any other languages? I speak Punjabi, which is like my home yeah. language. Yeah. Uh, little bits of Italian. I'm obsessed with Italy. So yeah. enough to get me by. And basically enough to get me Conversational the, level? Sort of. Enough to get me the food I like. Right. Which for me, <laughs> which for me is just... Your and your spaghetti yeah. and your galata. There's and priorities, sort of right? Like, cool. I, as long as I can order the food I like and yeah. I can be polite, 
I'm happy. You know, I'm super um, jealous. I, you know, I'm I'm from a Nigerian household, Igbo Igbo uh, tribe, and I can understand. And my parents always used to speak to me when I was young, but I can never speak. It's so annoying, and I always. Hey, it's get never too late to learn. That is true. That is true. I, I should find time to. To try and pick it you up. can with apps like fluently no, duolingo be right. all right. these apps every, like... you're right there's all sorts of te- technology out there now so there isn't really an excuse like you're saying no excuse yeah i think um, so yeah something like that but yeah i saw something else that was quite interesting as well on your linkedin profile i saw that you like to play fifa in your spare time my spare time is yeah. a bit of a myth now but when when i At did one have point, yeah 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 and then that's you know i that caught my eye because i'm a huge football fan huge Frustrated football fan at the moment, so I support Man United, but that's a whole okay, other story thought, for yeah. another day. Um, but you know, I wanted to, I wanted to sort of pick your brain about football, and you know, taking a step aside from property and podcasting. But okay. if, if you were to be a footballer for one day, and you, and you can relate it to a property context, but who would you be for a day? So this this might surprise you. Right. I am not interested in football. That does but surprise I, but me. But I love FIFA because. You get to, to like with films. I, I watch films, yeah. But I'd rather be the 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 guy in the army shooting. You know, I'd rather be in the video game. Okay. So yeah. like, I don't watch football. Right. I haven't got ninety minutes. Yeah. Even the highlights. I. You know what? I'll be honest. I would. Okay. Like, hey, Real Madrid Barcelona. I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, a classical. AC yeah, it's a Inter- derby. I'll yeah. watch. Right. Okay. But like, I just don't. I'm not really interested in many sports. Yeah. Personally, you might not like this. I think they're just overpaid. Look at no, doctors I, and heart I, I surgeons, agree. right? Like, I fully agree with that. This guy, oh, you kicked a ball, yeah. here's a yeah. million quid. Like, yeah. you, you've done nothing for society. Anyways, long yeah. story yeah. short, uh, but if I could be a footballer, it would be Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, fair enough. Because the greatest in my he, he, yeah, well, he, yeah. I think he's the greatest one factually, of or one, one of. of yeah. Also, he gets paid £780,000 per Instagram post. So I would be all on his phone all day. <laughs> into my bank account and it'd be happy days good right answer, good so answer. yeah i would yeah. be i would be him and he's got an underwear line so i could just be modeling it'd be it'd be great mate it would be the dream right like i love it amazing all right so i'll give you that so Cristiano Ronaldo. but also you know the fact that you said you're not sure about football and, and other sports i think the actual answer tej is the property industry is your sport property is your sport the way you're treating this industry it's a game you know you're looking at it even podcasting to some extent the tactics involved, the strategy, the, the you know the setup of formation, it is a sport. I mean, maybe I'm quite sure straws to some extent, but, <laughs> but I, I do see it as a there, sport. There's validity in your yeah, comparison. I mean, yeah, there is. Yeah. You know, more like Football Manager than FIFA. Yeah, aka less fun, <laughs> yeah. uh, and more real. But it, yeah. yeah, there are there are strategies, yeah. of course, and there are principles and yeah. formations. And yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll thank give you. you. That. I, thank you. I'll take that. Um, so I want to ask you just a bit about like more places now rather than property and, mm-hmm. and specific residential um i want to ask you about places and perhaps where your favorite place is because you know you've mentioned you're a big language speaker or you're mm-hmm. a fan of learning languages where would you say is your favorite place in the world oh easy italy italy so italy. without uh, i've been there i've been to like so i think there's like i don't know 18 different regions i've probably been to 11 of them yeah do you have a favorite within italy because i think Ooh, that's, too, me, broad, man. Man. that's too broad man you got, know what we're gonna go more specific Tesh. we're gonna go now okay so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you two mm. and then i'm gonna okay so my favorite for food yeah is uh emilia romagna which that? is a region at the top where bologna is Bologna. Yeah, that's where and, the bolognese comes from, right? So yes, but spaghetti that, bolognese is not a thing. Really? It's a fake dish. It's ragu with um, 
paparelle or another flat ribbon pasta, I forget the name of it. Yeah. Spaghetti bolognese, if you go to taxis yeah. in Bologna, yeah. some of them have signs saying spaghetti bolognese is fake, don't ever ask us, it's Mind offensive. Blown. It's not because wow. spaghetti doesn't go with like well, it's not. So a, we've been frauded this whole time. A hundred percent. It's like a. It's like a. Brits. It's like chicken tikka. They're just this you know. It's a bastardization oh, yeah, of it. Yeah. Wow. Like it's not. This. It's not a legit thing. Um, and they have ragu, which is like yeah. beef shin, yeah. which is slow cooked instead of mint. So there's there's little things, and yeah. this fascinates me. I need to me. go to. I need to go. Need, to. So it's in northern Italy. So right? yeah, it's it's probably one of the most northernmost states. Like yeah. Ferrari, Bergani. Yeah. Uh, Maserati are all from, it's the richest region. Oh. I think it might be the richest region in like in Europe, Europe or something. Or something yeah. It's And when you land at the airport, yeah. so you know you go to Heathrow, right? The safety car is like a little Peugeot, right? Little yeah. dinky. Yeah. You go to Bologna, it's a, a Lamborghini. Oh, right? okay, right. Orange okay. Lamborghini. Now, in the airport, they've got a Lamborghini. Just, now I understand. So you're like, yeah. cool, we're we in this place. I get what um, vibe they're on. Now. Yeah, so for food, it's like Emilia Romagna and yeah. Bologna. Yeah. For like, for just pure peace of mind and soul calmingness, mm -hmm. it's probably Sardinia. Sardinia. Because okay. that, I always describe it as what Earth should look like. Right. If humans didn't exist, if Mother Nature could kind of roam free and not be interfered with, it would be Sardinia. It's it's just so so aesthetically beautiful. you're talking here like the yeah, way it's designed the nature yeah. so just just the, the pure like it is what earth you know it, it should look like mm. like if if there is a god they, they would look at sardinia and say that's that's it you're right. messing around you should be more like that right but there's so many regions calabria is beautiful yeah. and no one knows about it um there's so many like Pocket, I know what you mean though because I've been to I'm, I'm a big fan of Italy as a country actually as well I mean they have their flaws every country has its flaws look at us in the UK right yeah. but I've been to Palermo which is brilliant which is in Sicily isn't yes it? yeah and oh, that was crazy and that, that, that's crazy but they're also beautiful as well I mean mm. I mean again the food you're always gonna love the food but very very interesting very very cultural architecture as well oh yeah classic exquisite, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so I see what you mean about Italy okay. but Sicily is Crazy. Yeah. The driving and some of the we're driving in Italy is pretty. It's wild. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. But some parts of Sicily, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna park <laughs> here. We'll get an Uber there. Yeah, the yeah. It's, it's wild. Like, it's wild. But I found I did find that it keeps you on your toes and. Oh, it does. That's okay. So that's so you you've got you've almost got a bit of a Italian love. I'm obsessed. Love affair, like, right? Honestly, me and my, me and my fiance were obsessed yeah. with Italy. Like it's every year we're like, where should we go on holiday? Italy, cool. <laughs> Where now in Italy? Cool. So it's it's such an easy decision. Yeah, and it's so easy to get yeah. to as well. Oh, so easy. Two hours away. So it's cheap. Easier. Like yeah. languages is fairly similar to Spanish. So it's yeah. Yeah, I love Italy. Honestly. Amazing, amazing. Um, okay, well, look. I mean, this I've enjoyed this a lot. I think you know they say time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, this has gone fair. super quickly, and I think to sort of close this, I want to find out from you. Where would you say, in fact, what would you say is a legacy that you want to leave on the built environment? Like the reason we title and the reason why I word it in that way is this is a built environment platform, mm -hmm. right? We're all about cities and trying to create better places. That involves people, that involves buildings, that involves the whole thing together. What legacy would you say you want to leave? I think, so when you, when you started that question, my first response was, Legacy, because I'll tell you why, a separate thing, legacy in general, I kind of never really understood. And I always ask everyone, tell me, like convince me, because you're dead. So your legacy, it's nice that people are speaking about you and stuff, 
but you are dead. Yeah. So you like, and maybe this is like an ego thing, but you never get to hear that. So what's the point? I want to live and enjoy everything whilst I can actually feel it. Mm. Hey, maybe I'll be reincarnated as a, as a bird, who knows? But as far as I know, I'm not gonna hear it or feel it or see it. And I'm not gonna, when I'm dead, I'm not gonna feel, oh, I left an impact. Mm. So for me, I, I always say to everyone who is strong about legacy, tell me what you mean. Um, so in that sense of legacy, I'm not, I'm still developing an understanding of it to be totally honest, mm. like in terms of like, how do I really perceive it? But legacy on the built environment, I like that question because yeah. it removes that personal bit. It Absolutely. means like, what am I doing on the communities? That I'm, I guess, that, you know. That's exactly it, yeah. So for me, and it's something I'm doing now is, is transforming the housing market. You know, I don't have a personal affinity to where I invest. I do now because I love the people there and you know, I've sort of got more into the culture. But it's, it's not like where my mum grew up or where it has no emotional affinity to me. However, I see the quality that some of my builders are living in. I, or they tell me, or I see the kind of quality that's on the market. And I just think, you know, if, if these people just chose a different shade, put slightly better carpet in, we're talking hundreds here, not thousands of, of pounds. I don't invest in London, so obviously this is a different scale. It would literally transform the market. Yeah. So I want to come in and say, look, I've thought about design. I've thought about functionality. I want you to come home and be like, damn, I love those kitchen handles. Like I want that, as, as tiny as it is, I want them to come home and be like, wow, you know, that feature wall looks amazing. Or like, oh, this carpet's really soft. Yeah. The little dumb things that you don't think about. Yeah. But when we go home to our own houses, if we stared at a wall, we'd probably be like, wow, that is a bad paint job. Yeah. Or like, this kitchen <laughs> is bad. So I want people to come home, yeah. feel a type of way, a positive type of way, yeah. and to do this street by street, town by town, and to just show people, look, it is possible to do nice houses and still make money and still yeah. be profitable. Yeah. Um, so I just wanna, want, I guess, in a legacy type of answer, just to be specific to your question, when I'm gone, you know, wherever that is, I would be great if people were like, Oh, that's one of you know Ted and Beth's houses yeah. or developments. Yeah. You know the quality of it is outstanding and the yeah. style is incredible and we love living here. Whoever Ted is, thanks so much. Yeah. So that's I guess the answer to the question. I think that's. A, that. I mean that would be a, a truly incredible <clears throat> legacy because you're talking about an excellence of standards. You know you want to be known for leaving high caliber quality accommodation, which. Let's be completely truthful here. There's some questionable accommodation in the country. Yeah, in London, plenty, yeah. in the city that we live in, there's a, there's, a, there's a lack of, I think, high level. I mean, in some parts, of course, okay, you know, it is quality, but I think that consistent quality to be associated with that and for various communities as well, not just the, the, the very rich, I think that's a huge legacy to leave. And I think that would be something that people would definitely, definitely be in support of. Um, so I think that's a great answer. Thank you. Look, Tej, it's been absolutely amazing having you on our show today. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I wish you, you appreciate all the best in, in your future endeavors. And I'm sure there'll definitely be more potential collaboration going forward. 100%. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.